Welcome to the Allied Advantage, brought to you by Allied Nutrition. Our mission is to provide quality products, consistently made and delivered with the superior customer service and integrity that you desire and deserve. Tag along with your hosts, Ralston Rip and Jefferson Keller, as we gain knowledge, visit with industry experts from across the Midwest, and continue to share your stories. We are here to be your partner in production and success. The Allied Advantage. It is the 10th episode of the Allied Advantage, and welcome back to a traditional episode. As always, we're going to just start up with a little catch-up session. So, Jefferson, how how was your Christmas? Are you ready for 2024? Christmas was good. I don't know that I'm ready for 2024 <laughs> quite yet. Uh, there's still a lot of things I got to get done. But no, we had a good uh, good Christmas weekend, although it was cut a little bit short because of the weather, uh, beating yeah. it back home. But uh, we were bound to, to be faced with some winter at some point, right? We'd been pretty lucky so far. How about yours? Yeah, the weather definitely made ours a little different than any other year. Um, I was snowed in in Kearney with my dog and my fiance. So we honestly watched movies all day. <laughs> just kind of relaxed. Um, which I guess we really haven't done in a while. So the good Lord just knew we needed a day to, to really soak in what the season's all about. Absolutely. No, it, uh, we, I know we talked last time about the holiday kind of two-week stretch yeah. being nuts, and uh, 2023 is has been no different. It is wild trying to get everything accomplished, and we've also hit on the crazy January we've got coming up, and I can't believe that's in – what is it? Four days, five days. It's time to time to hit the road west. That a uh, lot of scrambling happening, trying to make sure everything is ready to go to be gone for a pretty good jag. Scrambling chaos. What are you talking about? We're prepared. <laughs> we are prepared. It's just I think I feel like all the last minute details of double checking that we have everything. Everything out there is gonna be great. It's scrambled to make sure everything that's at home <laughs> yeah. is going to be ready for me to be gone yeah, for this that, long. That's, that's the true. bigger scrambling <laughs> yeah. right now is making sure that everything here is all right uh, while we're out there because, no, we are ready. I'm excited. It's going to be awesome. Uh, I know a lot of our team's excited to be out there and be a part of the 118th National Western. But, um, no, it's like you said, it never seems like there's enough hours in mm-hmm. the day or enough days in the week to get stuff done, and I'm really feeling that here lately yeah no and um i you say making sure everything's taken care of at home and i think about that too i think it's like making sure all my laundry's done (laughs) ready to be packed um but also like yeah to making sure our customers are all taken care of that we have feed made here to all of our customers will be taken care of made sure they have their their feed bins full their bags that they all need um i just even think back to you know like a week and a half ago or the Friday before the Christmas break, it was like 50 degrees. It was beautiful weather. Um, I know I was delivering feed till five o'clock still because everybody was outside. They were trying to get, you know, taking advantage of the beautiful weather. And then, you know, 48 hours later, we're talking 10 degrees and probably five to 10 inches of snow, depending where you're at in Nebraska. It's I think that day we actually hit 61. Yeah. Because I was Santa Claus for the kindergartner class. Kindergartners here in St. Paul. Yeah. 
and they told me I wasn't real because I wasn't wearing gloves and Santa wears gloves. Oh. I said, it's 60 <laughs> degrees outside. It's a little overkill, don't you think? Yeah. Then no, that's too fun. Um, what an opportunity, though. I know I talked to you after that, and I could just even hear your like joyfulness through the phone of that opportunity. And um, think of all the kids that you got to impact that day. It was something. <laughs> I think, you know, we had it set up pretty good where uh had a little bug in my ear telling mm-hmm. me some things about him because I don't hardly know any of the young kids here in St. Paul anymore. Yeah. And I knew they could tell me their names and like something about them that yeah. nobody should know, like that doesn't know their family. Yeah. I think by the end of it, they all believed that I was real. So it was pretty cool. Of but, course, uh, Jefferson, you're just a helper, right? You know, the, the real Santa was getting ready to for his Christmas Eve ride. But um, how cool is that? That's really what, what the holiday season is about. And um, I always think like reliving the Christmas season of, of a child or of someone younger um, that's pretty special. So that's awfully cool. But um, this is also kind of our like New Year's episode. It'll it'll be released in 2024, actually. And we're still recording this in 2023. So that's crazy to think it's going to be released next year. But what's something you're looking forward to in the new year? Or, um, you know, everybody talks about their new New Year's resolutions. But is there anything that you're really excited for um, as we go into 2024? I think the big thing that I'm excited about, you know, from our company perspective, at least, is just that this will be the first full year uh, Mm -hmm. that we are operating as Allied Nutrition, what that's going to do for us, and and really, you know, to be able to to see what our team's going to be able to accomplish, I'm I'm really looking forward to. I know that we've had some battles, and and everybody in agriculture has had battles over the last couple years, you know, with crazy things happening in the world that are affecting markets and inputs and all that that it looks that some stuff's starting to level out we're seeing Mm -hmm. things back off and get to a more reasonable or manageable level and i think you know you feel that in the country uh guys are a little bit less grouchy um Mm -hmm. they're a little bit more excited to talk to you um so that's really the one big thing from a, a work perspective you know personally uh just really looking forward to all of the regular things Mm -hmm. you know and being able to take time to enjoy them Uh, it's really easy to get wrapped up in the chaos of life um but being able to take time to enjoy the things that we get to do whether it's going to cow shows Mm -hmm. or taking that weekend at home to do nothing and but watch movies right like (laughs) I can't tell you the last time that I had one of those. So maybe I'll find the opportunity at some point here in the next 12 months. But uh, no, that's, that's really what it is. And being able to spend time with people I care about and enjoy, you know, Mm -hmm. family, friends and and capitalizing on those opportunities. Yeah. No. Um, Yeah. I love that you just talked about the simple things, you know, you're looking forward to just really embracing, embracing the new year and enjoying all the things that we have the opportunity to do. And, um, that's what it's really about for sure. Time, time passes too fast to, you know, stress over the little things rather than find the joy in them. So that's pretty cool. Well, awesome. Well, is there anything else we need to catch up on before we get into the, the real relevant knowledge that we have to share today at hand? Nothing crazy, I guess. I just, you know, would like to, take a minute to thank everybody that's joined us so far on this journey Uh, this is episode number 10 so hopefully a lot of you have stayed current and up to date and are caught up but uh, 
you know, this is a learning curve for us. Uh, I think you can probably hear the progression uh, through the episodes. But uh, no, I appreciate the people that have joined in and tuned in to listen. Uh, I think that this is something I've gotten some good feedback from Mm -hmm. customers on that found it on their own, right? Uh, Which is really neat that they found it and listened and enjoyed some of the stuff we were talking about. So um, thank you to everybody that's, that's joined in or tuned in and we hope to keep you for 2024. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, keep listening because we'll keep getting better and keep perfecting our hosting skills and our editing skills and producing skills. And um, yeah, hop on, hop on the listener and the wild ride of the Allied Advantage and it's sure to, to take us in in good places. So um, I think with that, Jefferson, let's maybe talk about, you know, right now it's, it's December 2023. We're walking into January of 2024. Um, we had some snow this weekend. There's cows still still out on stocks. There was also some Christmas babies even. You know, calving is going to start for some guys or they're going to start getting prepared for it and getting making sure these cows are in the right condition um, pre-calving. And I guess with that, can you give us a little sneak peek of what we're going to be talking about today? Absolutely. You know, we've got uh, a great resource joining us today on the episode. Um, Somebody that's got a lot of knowledge, uh, one, about the company that he's with currently, but just in terms of livestock nutrition in general. I mean, he's been in this industry for a long time, uh, has a wealth of knowledge, and uh, is going to hit on some really key pieces. And I know that we've said this a lot uh, throughout our time with with the podcast, but our goal is to bring relevant knowledge to people when they can use it um, efficiently and that's going to benefit them. And I think today's episode really hits home with that. And you hit on the body condition score and the weather we've had here in the last week. And what we're going to talk about has probably never been more relevant than it is today, right? And I know that we've seen an uptick here this week of guys starting to supplement. We've talked about this before too, you know, until it gets nasty, people tend to like to let cows rough it, which probably isn't the best management practice. Proactive rather than reactive. (laughs) That's for sure. Um, But, you know, you start to see the white stuff on the ground and then it's, oh man, we need to do something for those cows. So uh, what we're going to talk about is great. We're going to have a great resource in John Magnuson with Diamond V on um, to talk about how you can set your cows up for success heading into calving season uh, and getting those calves off to a good start. Um, once they're born and on the right track. Yeah, and I know I learned a lot getting to talk to John and take advantage of his expertise and his wealth of knowledge that he has to offer and something that you can really tell that he's passionate about. And, um, you know, we even just talked about how do you even have the conversation with a cattleman just starting out or learning about Diamond Bees products. And um, we were excited that he answered by asking good questions. So I think that Jefferson and I really hope that you guys enjoy getting to learn from John and enjoy the good questions that I hope we asked him and the solutions that he had to offer and just knowledge he had to share. But I think without further ado and giving away any any other sneak peeks or kind of spoiling the episode, um, Jefferson and I wish you a very happy new year and stay tuned for more episodes of the Allied Advantage and take advantage of the knowledge that John Magnuson has to offer with Diamond V. All right. Well, uh, excited uh, today to introduce our guest uh, for episode 
10 of the Allied Advantage. Um, with us today, we've got John Magnuson, who is a regional sales manager for Diamond V. Um, he is the Nebraska regional manager and somebody that we work with pretty closely uh, and excited to have him on and talk about their product lineup and how our producers and customers can utilize um, those resources to you know, make themselves more successful. So, John, why don't you go ahead and start by introducing yourself, giving us a little bit of background on how you got to where you're at today. Thank you, Jefferson. Yeah, as Jefferson said, I'm John Magnuson. I'm with Diamond V, and I've been with Diamond V for, gosh, I think about 15, 16 months now. Um, prior to that, I've worked in sales roles in uh, the animal nutrition uh, industry for, for quite a while. Um, I live up in the uh, northeast part of the state by Wayne and uh, really enjoy uh, coming on with you guys. I'm excited to talk about uh, Allied Nutrition and how uh, how Diamond V can work into some Allied Nutrition's products and what we do for everybody's cow herd. Awesome. Like I said, we're excited to have you on. And I know that you know we've got some products in our lineup that come stock with Diamond V in them. Um, why don't you, for some of our listeners that maybe aren't familiar with your company uh, and what you guys offer, just give us a little bit of, you know, kind of the 5,000 foot view of what you guys do, what your offering is, and a little bit of background there. Okay, so Diamond V, um, we are based out of Cedar Rapids, Iowa. That's where our one and only manufacturing facility is. Uh, Diamond V has been a company since, I believe, 1943. Um, started on the dairy side uh, because when you look at uh, products that we have that are focused on digestive health and, and uh, immune support, um, initially it's a lot easier, uh, especially back in the 1940s and 50s, to see results. You can measure it by how much milk they were getting out of those cows. And uh, over time, uh, that evolved into, hey, we're getting some good research. We're getting some good results uh, on the dairy side of things as far as cows and health and milk production, uh, body condition, all these different things like that. And so Diamond V started to evolve into the other species. Um, dairy and beef are still uh, very, very important to us as a company. It's where we do a lot of the business, but we have products that go into the swine industry, um, equine pet uh, we even have a uh, a product that's on the uh, human side called epicor um, but uh, diamond v's been been in that realm for a long time and we focus uh, basically on on improving digestive health uh, supporting a good microbiome and within supporting that overall digestive health for that animal uh, we're uh, going to help the immune system do its job better, and we're going to see uh, animals that have a stronger immune system and are able to uh, fight off those disease uh, and sickness challenges uh, even better um, than they would without our product in there. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, like I mentioned, we've got some some stock products that come off the shelf in our lineup that uh, always have Diamond V, uh, either XP or XPC in them. Um, we've dabbled with some of your nature safe stuff, I believe, as well. But, you know, we really wanted to, I guess, the whole point of our podcast and what we're trying to do is bring relevant information 
uh, to producers at a time when they can use it and hopefully set themselves up for success. So I'd visited with you a few months ago. You swung by the office and we sat down and uh, I asked, you know, kind of timing wise, when was your ideal time to get in front of people uh, to talk about your products? And you said 60 days pre-calving, I think was what it was, right? So um, we're trying to hit that you window bet. the you best bet. we can. I know we've got some customers uh, in in our trade area or, you know, all over that are probably maybe starting to drop some calves or real close to, but I'd say the bulk of our customer base is going to start you know, end of February, 1st of March. So uh, we're getting close to that window is why I wanted to get you on and uh, to talk about, you know, like I said, information that can be used right now to set themselves up for success. So when we think about calving season, what would be your recommendation for implementing a Diamond V product? What is a customer going to get out of it? You know, what, what benefits are they going to see this time of year? Well, when you look at like the cow calf and leading into into calving, um, and it being still being winter time or you know early winter, um, we're gonna have weather challenges. We're gonna have a lot of things going on. Um, we're probably out grazing some corn stalks. Uh, if you go to the western part of Nebraska, maybe we're grazing some meadows that were hayed or some stockpiled forages. But one thing that's 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 definitely true is we're probably on lower quality forages so to start with having specifically i'll I'll talk i'll talk xpc specifically for the cow calf side right now um when you when you implement xpc into a cow's diet whether it be through a mineral through a tub you know whatever whatever way that you're going to do it um when you're when you're dealing with these lower quality forages xpc will help uh will help with forage digestibility. You'll automatically, after getting the product in the animal, the uh, the microbiota and and the overall rumen function and digestive health will, they'll start extracting uh, more volatile fatty acids out of those forages and getting better digestion out of those forages. So now you've got an animal that's utilizing the forages that they're grazing better. They're gonna be producing more energy, which can go to all the things above man maintenance you know once you've hit maintenance with that energy level now we've got um you know body condition we've got uh milk production if you're a fall calving herd we've got uh all those different things uh that that we're supporting above maintenance so a lot of times whether you're a whether you're a february or march calver or you're not calving till next summer as you're going through the winter one of the things you want to do is maintain body condition score at least maintain that body condition score so you roll into calving with good body condition. Because as we know, a cow that calves in good body condition tends to rebreed faster. The other part of it, and and where we get a lot of use of XPC in the cow-calf side, is 60 days prior to calving, you implement XPC into their diet, into their mineral, however you're gonna do it. Um, and, you, and that cow is starting to um, produce the colostrum that that calf is gonna consume right away when that calf is born. Um, by having XPC in the diet, our research would show that we have improved immunoglobin levels of uh, in the colostrum. So as that calf uh, is born and consumes the colostrum, it's going to have better passive transfer so that that calf's immune system is going to be set up uh, better um, moving forward until that calf gets old enough 
that we can look at, you know, what kind of vaccination program it's going to be put on when it's old enough to be vaccinated and, and all those things. So if we've got those, those higher Ig levels in the in the colostrum, those calves are going to be able to fight off respiratory scours, uh, all the sicknesses that come with uh, with them um, when they first are are on the cow. Um, when you look at passive transfer, uh, there's some research done in the mid 90s at the Meat Animal Research Center that would show a calf that does not receive adequate passive transfer is 5.4 times more likely to die before weaning. And I think like 3.2 times more likely to be treated for some type of illness um, before weaning. So the idea of getting them started and getting that passive transfer to those calves so that they can fight those uh, challenges off themselves is very, very important as we roll into calving season. Um, you know, some of the other things that you look at that's important going into calving would be, um, uh, you know, people worry about um, coxie and things of that nature leading into calving. Now, our products don't have any effect on on coxie as far as, you know, the getting the cow to shed coxie and different things like that. But when you look at like E. coli, salmonella, if we can get that cow on an XPC program, um, prior to calving and prior to that cow being put where she's going to calve, we should be able to reduce the amount of, you know, E. coli that she would be shedding into that calving environment also, which can be a source of, of a scours for those calves also. I think that's a good point and something that, you know, when I've got customers, especially this time of year, wanting to use the product, uh, whether it's in a mineral or a balancer or some uh, form that they're feeding through a feed wagon, that's really what they're using it for. I think mostly is to try to help with some of those, you know, newborn calf issues, right? That's where they're seeing a lot of benefit. And, and that window of time is pretty much make or break it, right? For, for a grower, you know, if you run into issues, I mean, we've had some, some nightmare scenarios the last couple of years when we've been wet or this or that, that uh, the, those things that we can do to try to mitigate problems the best we can, uh, are really, really crucial to get those calves off to the the right start and, and headed down the right road. Um, when we are looking at, you know, you hit on the XPC product, what is the, the feeding rate for that? You know, what's the cost per head per day look like to, to the end user? So we kind of have three different concentration levels. Um, we have XP, we have XPC, and, and we do have XPC Ultra now. Um, XPC is the most commonly used one. Um, its feeding rate is seven grams, uh, seven grams per head per day in those scenarios. XP is just an older version that's less concentrated. It's at 28 grams. And that would just depend on what, you know, how it's getting mixed into the diet. Obviously, if it's already in a balance or already in a mineral, not a big deal. Uh, but if somebody's, you know, making the decision to get started on it on farm and trying to put it through a reaction or something like that, then we, we've got to talk about um, how we're going to do that. Ultra's, you know, even more concentrated than XPC. Uh, it's half the rate of XPC at three and a half. Um, but, you know, that's 
more so up to the manufacturer as far as how you guys are putting it into your products and things of that nature. But if you get seven grams of XPC in there every day, you're going to be somewhere around three cents per head per day cost. Um, so you look at 60 days prior to calving through a 60 to 90 day calving season, you know, 120 to 150 days, you're going to spend, um, you know, $3.60 all the way up to $4.50 per cow to feed it during that time frame. In the world that we're living in right now, that doesn't seem like much of an investment, right? For what you're getting well, out of it. Well, you, yeah, when you look at, when you start looking at the economics of it, you know, one of the things we always, if, if we're presenting to a group or talking to a producer one-on-one, I always ask the question, um, you know, what's a healthy newborn calf worth right now? I don't have a great answer for that. I know from uh, from the dairy beef industry with all these dairy beef cross calves now, I know some of those calves bring very, very good money, um, you know, four or $500 a calf at, at sometimes. So come uh, come this February and come this March, you know, what what is a newborn calf that's, that's healthy coming out, out uh, going to be worth? Uh, and it's, you know, you can throw $500 out there pretty easy and say, you know, that calf's going to be worth that right away when it hits the ground. So there's a definite value uh, to keeping that calf healthy um, because at uh, 500 at birth, at weaning time, it might be worth 1500 Right. And I think even, you know, looking at it from that perspective is one thing, but then you start to take into account, uh, you know, the cow and what she's getting out of it by being able to utilize those lower core lower quality forages you know i think a lot of times body condition is something that isn't so much thought about until people realize they've got a problem and then it's really hard to make up ground right so how are we setting those cattle up for success you know we've talked on this podcast before about especially in the winter time right you know, we get into some adverse weather and typically Nebraska doesn't get long, prolonged stretches of absolute bitter cold or really miserable stuff. But, you know, here in the last couple of years, we've had some negative 30s for a few days at a time. And those cows physically can't eat enough to maintain themselves. So they're going backwards during that. What are the things we're doing ahead of time to be proactive versus reactive and try to play catch up? Right. And I think this is a product uh, that you can kind of hang your hat on is going to help on that front. Yeah. And, and you look at, um, where, you know, what these cows are eating and what they're grazing, uh, specifically this time of year. And, you know, they're, they're out, you know, a lot of cows in the state are going to be out on corn stalks right now, uh, unless somebody's getting geared up here to calve at the first of the year or, or, uh, here in January, they're probably got them locked up, but, you look at a cow trying to maintain herself on a stock field. Um, there's a lot of feed out there, but but once they've got most of the corn cleaned up, it's a pretty low quality or, or low quality feed, but a high quantity. Um, when you get into those weather challenges, you think about a year ago, uh, Christmas of 2022, we were fighting very very cold temperatures for a four or five day period, like you said, you know, 25 30 below. Um, this year, a lot of the state got some rain, got those cows nice and soaked, and then we followed up with, uh, with you know, anywhere from six plus inches of snow, a lot of the area of the state. So, making sure that that cow, uh, one is is getting as much energy, 
utilization force digestibility out of that feed as possible to help support her through that. But two, you think about the stress that that animal goes through and okay, how long did they stay huddled up um, before they went back out and started eating again? What, what kind of, uh, what kind of reaction is that cow going to have coming out of that stressful weather um, a day later, two days later, is she going to stay healthy? Is she going to be able to maintain the health that she had or uh, having something in the diet that's going to help support not only the overall gut health, but support, you know, give a, give some immune support to that cow also to get her through that stress. The, it's very important from that standpoint. You know, we've talked a lot this fall. Right away, people had some concerns um, about maybe with some down corn or, or things uh, out in the stock field from wind over the course of the summer, uh, things like that. And all of these cows now with the markets the way they are, are worth, you know, a, a pretty healthy dollar amount. I know as someone who has some cows also, I don't want to, I don't want to somehow have something happen to one of my good young to middle-aged cows to where I, I ruin them and I have to try and figure out, uh, what am I going to buy? Am I going to buy a young cow or replace my heifer at what dollar amount to replace them? Those cows are worth a lot of money. And so when you start talking about that down corn, putting a cow out to stocks and, and what that corn can do to that rumen environment, you know, a, a healthy rumen is going to make a cow last a lot longer. So if we can support a better environment, um, one of the little things we always talk about on the feedlot side is when when a animal digests corn you get an increase of lactate within the rumen and that causes the ph to go down so when you get the ph down you're going to get some subacidotic events um, one of the things that our products whether it be xpc or nature safe will do is it helps encourage a bacteria population within the rumen that utilizes that lactate that helps keep that uh, ph from going quite as low which should help keep away from doing some damage to the papillae of the rumen wall. So now we're going to hopefully help that cow last a little bit longer uh, in your herd because we're not getting some rumen damage uh, to that cow as she jumps onto corn stalks and grazes a bunch of corn. Now, it's not a end-all be-all. It won't fix it all by itself. But between that and some management practices, we should be able to protect those cows over the course of a winter grazing corn stalks uh, if they happen to run in a little bit too much corn. This is great conversation, kind of talking about the broad spectrum of use of Diamond Bees products. And this might be a question for both John and Jefferson, but we kind of talked about, you know, if where the cows are at, depending where you're at geographically. I guess, John and Jefferson, too, what's the best way to get this product into cows, whether it's a loose mineral, a tub, a pellet, or a feed wagon we talked about? Is there any differences in kind of the, the mechanism that we use to get it into into their systems? Well, there's a, there's a lot of different ways to get it into the cow. Probably a, a, lot of, uh, a lot of cows that are in a grazing situation this time of year, whether it be on, on pasture or corn stalks, are probably getting it either through a mineral program or whether it be a loose mineral or a mineral tub um, or, a, or or their protein program. I've got producers um, across the state that's probably looking at 
having it in a protein tub, having it in a cube program, uh, or even like a liquid protein program. You know, if I've got cows uh, locked up in the yard and I'm feeding them with a with a wagon, that's a that's an excellent way to make sure that every animal you know is getting some every day. You know, mineral program. It's a little up in the air on whether that cow eats mineral every day or not. Our product is stable, which is which is great. It's got a two-year shelf life from its manufacturing date, and it's not. Um, it doesn't get affected by temperature or things of that nature, so that it can go through the process of being put in a tub without doing any damage to it, or the pelleting process, uh, you know, or or getting mixed into a meal or a liquid. It can handle all those things and uh, remain the product that it is without getting affected by that manufacturing process. I think you hit on a few things there, you know, uh, with all of the different avenues that this product can be utilized. And I would say, you know, from, from our perspective and what I see and what I do most of the time is, you know, we've got customers that use it in their loose mineral program. We've got some tubs that we floor stock that have XPC in it right, that we always have on hand we've, as a resource for people to use. Um, some form of stressed mineral tub typically is where, we're, where we've got those floor stocked. Um, we do some stuff on the balancer side where guys are force feeding it, you know, when they've got cows in a lot. Uh, I've also had some customers buy the product and, and mix it in themselves, right? Um, and then, you know, not to go off on, on a different avenue here, we also are utilizing XPC in our show feeds, right? Uh, we're seeing the benefit there. Um, so, like you said, I think one of the neat things is the point you hit on there about how stable it is. You know, it can be used in about any form or fashion that somebody's going to want to do to fit their program, right? Uh, I'm quite certain that we've put it in cubes before. Uh, I personally haven't worked with somebody that's done that. Um, but we do a lot of, of custom cubes for people that are, are wanting to get some kind of ingredient into them. That's an easy way for them to do it. Right. So, uh, access is not an issue. Uh, feeding uses is, should not be a limiter. It's just a matter of getting the information out there and showing guys what it, what it can really do for them. And I think that's, that's huge. Yeah. It's, you know, you, you do, you bring up the show part of it, but, um, that's a great way to um, look at what it can do for an animal that is experiencing stress. You know, you think about either this fall or this time of year, um, some animal is going to get tied up. You know, when you look at it from a cattle perspective, uh, you're going to have a calf that's going to get tied up, maybe introduced to a different diet, start to be worked with. Maybe they're already broke and they're already going to be hitting some shows this winter that have, you know, that have gone on over November, December and, and January and February. Uh, those animals are hauled around. They're exposed to a lot of different things. You know, you're trying to keep them eating and on feed. So that that digestive health aspect uh, is very, very important because those animals have have seen all sorts of different stresses, different environments, different water sources getting hauled around all these different shows. So it's a good, it's a, it's a good example of utilizing it in that situation and how it can help keep a show animal on feed. It correlates back to like, Oh, if it can do that, you know, how can it help me in my everyday cow herd? 
I think when you're talking there, I think about when I'm talking to a customer about the product or um, kind of introducing it to them, we'll always, you know, use the term of it's the goodies in their feed or kind of their, you know, their extra punch a little bit. And I think when we're talking about Diamond V products, I guess, is there anything, you know, when you approach a new customer, what what's the biggest thing that you talk about? What's kind of, you know, explaining it from the ground level? How would you really introduce someone new to it completely um, and convince them to get on a program with XPC or um, XPL or um, or your Nature Safe product? Yeah, I think every. It, it's it's a little different with everybody, but right away, you know, I think people people want to know exactly, you know, what is it exactly? Is it is it a yeast product? Is it a prebiotic? Is it a probiotic? Uh, uh, is it um, you know, is it a mannanoglycosaccharide product? Well, XPC in general, our products in general are not just a a single compound. Mm-hmm. They're um, we they're a fermentation product that basically has a bunch of uh, numerous different beneficial metabolites fermentation metabolites we'll call them there's proteins peptides antioxidants organic acids nucleotides there's some vitamins and minerals beta glucans mannanoglycosaccharides um they they have an effect on the on the rumen environment and 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 how that rumen environment functions and and specifically uh the microbiome and i'm talking specifically you know obviously on the rumen side it, yep. they still have a great uh effect in omonogastric and all those different things like that um so they have a, an impact on the health of the animal but also the performance of the animal you know like mm-hmm. we talked about improved body condition score uh you know we talked about colostrum quality but it affects colostrum quantity and then it also affects um how much milk that cow produces over the course of she, if you continue on our products through lactation, um, those cows are going to milk better and you're going to have heavier calves at weaning. We have that to support. So I always, anything from a cow calf perspective or, or a beef perspective, I always position it with almost every producer has a goal, something they want to mm-hmm. accomplish, or they have some sort of, of area that they want to improve. It, it, you know, or it may just straight up be a problem for them. Mm-hmm. So I always just approach them with a general conversation about their operation. Um, you know, when they calve, uh, when they're marketing calves, uh, what kind of forages are they utilizing? When do they see, you know, when do they see challenges? All of those things. And then we try to maybe find a spot where, Hey, we'd like to do better here, or our goal is this. Um, what can we do to achieve that goal? So I, I start there, and then once we find that area that they want to improve, or or uh, or a problem that they need to solve, we start looking at okay, now XPC. How can that help um, with uh, you know improvement in um, average daily gain of your calves? Uh, um, forage digestibility of your cows. Uh, the best one I can think of, I talked to, um, I was talking to a producer and their feed supplier um, not that long ago, and they're a fall caver. Mm-hmm. And by fall caver, they don't they don't even start until October. So they go through the winter with a lactating cow and, and um, you know, weather challenges, low quality forages, 
And they said, boy, what weaning time when they wean in, I think they said they wean in February or somewhere around there. Um, they said the cows are in not great body condition score and they'd love to have a calf that's a little bit heavier than what it is. They feel like they're really giving up a lot of weaning weight. So we talked about, you know, there's a lot of different things that they can do, but specifically from our end, we talked about XPC and utilizing those forages better, not only to get the body condition up on the cows, but to get a little more milk out of those cows. We also talked about uh, XPC and a creep program for those calves to, to improve the average daily gain on those calves with the supplemental feed that they're giving them. So I think it's, it's a matter of approaching those things um, from seeing where, where they have issues within their, uh, within their operation or where they have, what their goals are within that operation. And then looking at it from a problem, we're, we're attempting to fix it without utilizing, you know, antibiotics or, or, you know, a bunch of extra supplemental feed or some things like that. And then we've always got to look at the cost of it too, because everybody's got to, uh, got to make a profit at the end of the day. Yeah, no, exactly. And um, I love that you talk about asking good questions um, to help find even better solutions and really, you know, talking about health and performance and optimizing how we can do more with less. It should be an easy sell, right? And sometimes it that sale can kind of depend on the questions that you start to ask and um, really caring about our producers and obviously hearing the passion in your voice that you have for what you do and what we can offer and really help cow, cow calf and cattlemen with um, really speaks volumes to just dive in these products and um, what they can help producers do. So I think as we kind of wrap up here, we've really hit on ca- the cow calf sector. Is there anything else that you want to mention about your products or your company? Um, I know it can, we talked about show, show feed a little bit in stressful situations. And I know Jefferson and I would probably love to have you back to kind of talk about um, those areas, maybe when it becomes spring or summertime and we're in the heat of feeding season. But is there anything else that you'd love to leave our listeners with today um, or final thoughts that we may have missed? You know, with, uh, with our product line and the cow calf herd, um, you know, our, our biggest usage is definitely in that pre-calving through calving. And then, um, we get a certain number of producers that, you know, when they go to fall grazing, corn stocks, whatever, they, they go back to the product. Um, we are, we've got a, we've got some great research. That was a three year consecutive study. So they did it three years in a row that shows, um, the improvement in, milk production of those cows over the course of lactation um, saw 13, it's 13.2 pounds of added weaning weight to a calf. So you think about um, what calves are worth now. The mm-hmm. idea of, of leaving XPC in through the grazing season and, and through those cows lactating um, and another 13 pounds of weaning weight at today's prices adds up, adds up really quick. Um, you know, so I want to encourage people to, as they get through, if they utilize it through calving, pre-calving and calving, you know, think about, think about putting it in and, and leaving it in through that lactation time to see if you can uh, improve your weaning weights without, uh, without doing anything uh, necessarily drastic within your operation. Um, and, and, you know, you brought up stressful times too. Um, you look at the, the cattle feeding industry, um, weaning calves, um, 
our products, both XPC and Nature Safe, play a great role in uh, getting cattle started on feed, getting it over that initial hump. Um, so as guys look to look to wean calves, uh, you know, bring cattle in, get them through stressful times, whether it be uh, management related from hauling them or weather related, uh, our products uh, definitely definitely will help you get over that hump with those cattle and getting them on feed and getting them eating. Well, thank you so much, John, for your time today. Um, we've certainly appreciated it. I know that I've learned a lot personally and great conversation that's really relevant right now for producers. And so we sincerely appreciate getting to visit with you and hearing about Diamond V, your past, and just learning from your expertise. And um, I guess I would love to leave you a minute if there's if customers have questions or want to learn more about some studies that you guys have done, how might they be able to reach out or learn more about um, that research? The we have a uh, we have our website it's it's very simply diamondv.com um and uh if you're if you're a producer and you're listening to this and you have specific questions or want to see um specific um research or things sent your way uh i can be reached at uh, 402-369-6350 i'm always happy to have those conversations uh and meet up with producers from any place, but especially across the great state of Nebraska, you know, thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to jump on this podcast with you. Uh, I, uh, I told Jefferson, I, I'd listened to, uh, all of them over the last couple of months, trying to see what topics you guys are talking about. And it's been, uh, been a lot of fun listening to you guys talk to a lot of different people. I know we've sure, sure enjoyed it and get, um, are excited about the opportunity to just share, what you know what we get to see on the back end with our customers directly so we appreciate it john and look forward to continuing to build this partnership with you and diamond v all right thank you so much thank you for joining us on the allied advantage brought to you by allied nutrition tune in every second and fourth thursday of the month and stay up to date with your partner in production and success the allied advantage